When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Native Community Capital is your trusted partner for home loans or financing your business. Visit us at nativecap.org or call us at 855-628-2272. Let's work together to rebuild tribal economies. Kuanbio Mala PLLC is 100% native owned and operated founded by Vern Kuanbioma. Their practice areas include corporate law, business transactions, finance, economic development, gaming, casino development, online gaming, real estate, environmental permitting and approvals, telecommunications, government affairs, employment and labor relations, historic preservation and cultural resources and energy. Kuanbio Mala is committed to making positive and lasting change in our communities as they support nonprofit volunteering community activism and employing Indian preference in hiring and vendor relations. Now listening to the Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast, I am your host, the Five Star, Five Diamond Chef, and with me is the captain of his sweatpants ship, Captain Carl. I, uh, I'm not wearing sweatpants today. These are professional slacks. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, know, you know what might be a good um, thing for the social media is if you took like a, a video camera to your closet. Uh-huh. And then that way we could see all of the sweatpants that you got <laughs> all hanging out. All hanged up really professionally. You'd probably have some that I, look like jeans, I but have they're a, really sweatpants. I dry clean my sweatpants. And then so. you probably got some that look like slacks, <laughs> which I know that you do, <laughs> but are really sweatpants. Those are those are professional slacks there. And then you got the sweatpants that have the taco grease stains <laughs> on it. <laughs> some of the Nukwibi. Grease stains the, the, that the, just won't come out, and the the Kiva sweatpants, and, and it's all in your crotch region because <laughs> you don't eat, you don't know how to eat very well, and so it all just drips out onto your pono and you know on that's top a, of your that's a weird that's a weird thing because um I I do that like some of my shirts have like stains on there that I do <laughs> I don't even know where that came from I'm like when did, it's all crusty. <laughs> I'm like, where did where did that come from? <laughs> well, we're back today. We're back this week with a brand new episode. And, you know, like to thank everybody out there that listened to our season seven first episode yeah, entitled uh, Hopi, Happy Hopi New Year. Yeah. Try to you. say that fast three times in a row. <laughs> happy, happy, Hopi, happy Hopi New Year. Happy, happy Hopi New Year. <laughs> And so, you know, we we did take a long break. So I think that, you know, a lot of folks out there probably don't know that we're back yet. And so, you know, we'll try to push yeah, yeah, exactly. some, some messaging out there to tell the whole world that Carl and J-Man are back. To save the world. To actually. save the world after two long months in uh, purgatory. Purgatory. <laughs> we're on break, on vacation. 
celebrating the white man's Christmas and uh, celebrating the white man's we, New Year's we with were, buffalo dances. We were off doing white man stuff while um, saying that we're traditional on <laughs> Facebook and Instagram. But before we get into the topic today of this week's episode, I'd like to give some shout outs. All right. I'd like to give some shout outs to some folks that made this season possible, our uh, season seven sponsors. And so I'd like to send a shout out to Native Community Capital. All and our right. boy Dave Castillo, shout outs to Coenvio uh, Mala PLLC. Shout out to our boy Varen hooking us up with the season long sponsorship. Shouts out to Terraform Development, our boys Eddie and Stanford. And then shout out to our other boy Millard Gwenyaman. So I'd like to thank those guys for supporting us for season seven. Well, thank you guys for keeping us alive. I know. Um, you know, we're, we're getting back into things. And so we want to just congratulate you or con- 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 thank you. <laughs> we just want to thank you for all your uh, continued support. My, my brain went into the congratula- congratulatory statement there. Just when I think, you, when I think I have you broken and weaned. <laughs> My, Some of those old habits. The, 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 my tend brain to come went out. went straight back to that thing, <laughs> and it just just like Carl, you got to say congratulations. At one point. But by the time we get to season one hundred, I think I'll have you as a full developed full, working full podcaster, bahano, full bahano. <laughs> and you're already kind of a bahano, so you know. But I, as a professional, good podcaster. But before we get into the topic of today's episode is that, you know, one of the things that Carl and I kind of were talking and thinking about is that we wanted to give back to the community. We wanted to give back to Hopi and, you know, be able to share this platform that we've been able to to develop to kind of divert some attention to some programs out there that are doing really well for our communities. And so... Well, the initiative that we would like to introduce is the Carl and J-Man Cares initiative. And so basically what that initiative is, is that we are going to start focusing some of our attention on the episodes to some organizations out there that are doing, uh, I guess, good deeds for our people that are working and trying to better our communities, trying to introduce some things to our communities. And so the first organization that's going to benefit from the Carl and J-Man Cares Initiative is the Koho for, Koho for Hopi organization. And just like white man, he's messed up Koho <laughs> again. So uh, let me let me have the, uh, the wheel here, Mr. Uh, white man. Uh, so the uh, Koho for Hopi is a program that has been initiated through uh, hard work with uh, Matt... Um, Honani? That, you know, the Koho for Hopi program, what they do is that they've been, and I think that they've been, uh, the work that they've been doing has started from the summertime, right? That they've been working with the U.S. forestry, well, particularly the forestry here in the state of Arizona to locate areas in uh, the, the woods, primarily in the Coconino uh National Forest, I guess, to be able to provide some of that wood for the residents out here on Hopi. And what makes that such uh, important work is that, you know, it's wintertime, it's cold, it's freezing, and that a lot of homes out here on Hopi primarily use uh, fuel, fuel fueled 
stoves to to get their heat and so they've been able to do that it's a worthy cause that carl and i thought that uh, would be deserving to uh, get some promotion out there so if you would like more information about the Koho for hopi program you can find them at facebook on facebook.com forward slash k-o-h-o the number four h-o-p-i and they are accepting donations via their gofundme page which you can find by going to gofundme and then in the search bar search for Koho for Hopi. So the Koho for Hopi is an organization focused on providing wood for the Hopi community. The Hopi community has relied on the Peabody coal mine for many years as their main heating source. So Koho for Hopi's goal is to help prepare Hopi communities for the cold season, working with uh, like what, what uh, J-Man said with the forestry service, bringing out wood here for the Hopi people. But Carl and J-Man care. So uh, if you would like to support them, support their efforts and keep some folks out here out on Hopi warm during the very cold winter, then uh, go visit their Facebook page and go visit their GoFundMe. Oh, the other thing, too, is that they do work on volunteership. So if you want to volunteer for Goho for Hopi, they are a volunteer organization and they do great work for the Hopi, uh, Hopi Reservation. Awesome. Well, you know, today's topic is one of the topics that have been around in time and memorial. And it's one of the topics that I would like to talk about. And it's not really talked about here on the Hopi Reservation as much, but it is has been talked about with the elders and with the um, with people who kind of know these different ta- or this this subject here. So today's topic is end of the world topic. And so today we are talking about uh, end well, of the world concepts. No, no, we're, we're talking about the disastrous of the end of the world. Like, you know, we, we talk about like there have been prophecies that have end of the world disasters, like major disasters, like floods, fires, earthquakes, you know, you name it. You have all of these different things. And in the beginning of the podcast, we kind of had that disastrous moment there and <laughs> that, you know, there was a little aligning for you because it was... It, if you think about it, hope he has that same concept of that when disaster hits, everything's going to be jumbled up. Everything's going to be not where it's supposed to be pretty much. And so that's what today's episode is. And so talking about the end of the world, what, what, why, why do you think there's such a fascination with this concept of the end of the world or what is the end of the world? Is it based off of what we see on movies or if you think about like, I guess, religious beliefs that a lot of religion have stories about end of the world type occurrences or prophecies or stories because then you know like as kids right like we've heard of this concept of the end of the world in time and memorial yeah. i guess yeah like you know you and, know and what's what's why are we so infatuated with this idea of the world ending, you know, like because I did grow up with So and Gua, and they their their mindset is still in that fifties mindset, that concept there. And with that being said, you know, a lot of that comes with the end of the world theories, end of the world concepts, because their Soos and Guas told them about this type of prophecy, where like you know if 
you know, it, it, at a certain time, at a certain, uh, well, not at a certain time, but like at a certain time frame of different things, you know, disaster will strike. You know, we'll have like either fires or we'll have like a mass flood or we'll have like earthquakes. And, you know, there's a lot of prophecies that are based around Hopi, like Hopi uh, traditional or Hopi culture, pretty much like like one of the traditions or one of the prophecies that Sol told me about was that like, you know, um, when the end of the world is coming to to show itself is that a lot more white people will start to take house or to take homes at the Hopi reservation, like start to come to the reservation because it's a lot safer there. You know, it's a lot you know, because we we don't live on the bottom, we live on the top pretty much. We're like we're we're Mesa people. We live on the top there. So, you know, that's what was one thing that she told me is like you know, if, when when the end of the world comes, you know, like a lot of the the white people will start to come pretty much. <laughs> but you know, I guess really kind of talking particularly about the end of the world because it's not just Hopis that talk about the end of the world, right? Like it's this. I guess mass craze that's talked about by various religions. It's this concept that is that lives in Hollywood. And so you think about the numerous movies or television shows that are based on this idea about the end of the world. And, you know, like I was talking about that when we were children, that, you know, this idea of the end of the world, a lot of it came to us in the form of film. It came of us came to us in the form of TV shows because then you think about you know movies like The Terminator or you think about even movies like Ghostbusters you know where they have these end of the world concepts and you know kind of all of this idea as to how the world is going to end because then you know like we have so many differences amongst cultures so many differences amongst communities so much different beliefs about how we're supposed to go about life but you know one of the i guess main um what's the same is this idea that we all for some reason believe that the world's gonna end you know the whole idea behind end of the world is that we want we want to purify ourselves. We want to cleanse ourselves again. It's it's like in time and memorial, even with the Bible that says that you know there is a time where that um, the end of the world. Even when the first beginning, where Adam and Eve took the you know where they ate the apple, it was a it signified that this is what the end of the world will be about because we have sinned. We have made that that promise to somebody higher up or like you know a creator or like whatever the gods are and that it's we're not everything has to come to an end and in Hopi prophecies like I said before in Hopi prophecies everything does come to an end like all of our ceremonies have a beginning and an ending just like the same thing with our songs you have a beginning middle and end and just like those all all the way that you know there is in that that mindset of saying that, okay, yeah, that is true. Like the Hopi prophecies are kind of coming true. Like, you know, you have um, like a spider woman will string her, her, uh, her silk yarn across the Hopi reservation. You know, those are the different things that, that are talked about in the Hopi traditions. So, and I know that J-Man wanted to talk about a little bit more about the behind the side, but you know, it, I, I understand. Like, you know, we watch we watch end of the world movies. So Kwa and I we watch end of the world movies. Like that one movie, twenty twelve, right? Remember the remember the Is, the, is that the one about the natural disasters? Yeah. You remember they build a whole huge ship and only a you know, 
billionaires could uh, be saved and whatnot. And you remember that movie, 2012? With, you know what? Um, I don't think I've seen that. You never seen that? I movie? don't think so. Well, it's like one of it's it's weird because you have this end of the world concept of like you know earthquakes, fires, um, floods, and whatnot, and. And when we were watching the movie, you know, Kwa and Seoul would kind of think about like, oh, yeah, this might happen. Like in the Hopi prophecy, like this might this might happen. So like, you know, like one one of the things, too, is that Kwa said that we should build a boat pretty much for the disastrous floods. I don't know if it's just because he watched 2012 so many times or is it because that, you know, there's something that we might run into. Mm-hmm. Well, you brought up some good points, and I'll give you credit for that. that and that's you know, how it's done. <laughs> that that you know, I may possibly that you know this idea of the end of an end of the world scenarios does come from this idea that everything has a, a beginning, and that at some point every beginning, whatever it is that begins, has to end somewhere. And so you know that possibly that that's why you know the human race were so infatuated by this idea, and you know some of the end of the world movies. Then you know it's funny because they all differ, right? Like like there's different ideas as to how the world are going to end. You have your natural disaster movies like 2012. The movie I I was actually thinking about was the day after tomorrow where all these uh, crazy natural disasters started developing. You had hails the size of watermelon dropping in some places. The temperatures dropped in some parts of the world to where even if you just stepped outside, you would freeze to death. Or, you know, like uh, you remember the, the volcano movie, too. There was one about a volcano where it kind of grew in California and it destroyed Los Angeles. I forget what that movie's called. Are you, are you talking about uh, one with the rock? No, this was an old movie. This, I think, came out when we were kids. Oh, okay. Uh, what was that one? Um, oh, my God. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. But it was like, yeah, yeah. You have the volcano, the magma that's flowing underneath mm-hmm. the earth, mm-hmm. and then it kind of bursts out. And one of the things, too, is that um, funny thing that you said about uh, volcanoes is that, you know, the 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 mountain here, remember the, you know about, you know about that. Mm-hmm. You know, it was an active volcano at one point or another. But do our listeners know about that? <laughs> and of course, I'm pretty sure that you had stories around there and stuff. And at one point, it was a very disastrous thing. And of course, you have there's stories that revolve around that, that um, we were saved pretty much from the from the flow of the magma or the, you know, you know, the pretty much intense heat and whatnot. And, you know, they Along, when I was in when I was going to college um, back in in NAU, they were doing studies about like the the magma flow that was still underneath uh, Flagstaff there, and they said that it wasn't active. It's not going to be active for a very very long time, but it is still a very much that it could be a possibility that you know that magma can be built up in that way, and we could still have that you know, that disastrous volcano mm-hmm. strike again. So it is a very real possibility, not probably in our lifetime, but it is still probably, it is a possibility that there is still magma flow right underneath Flagstaff and underneath that mountain. Mm-hmm. So what are your, some of your favorite end of the end of the world movies or um, TV shows? 2012. 2012. And who's in that? Um, the Rock? No. Uh, what was his name? Scarlett Ma- Johansson. No, what was his name? Not Matthew Bod- Broderick. The other guy. Um, 
Tim Allen. No, it was uh, the late great Robin Williams. No, 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 no. I got to look that up. But anyway, that was one of the favorite movies that we like to watch too. Um, the other one too was like uh, um, what was the other movie that was like the Day After Tomorrow was one as well too. Mm-hmm. You know that was a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was there are, there are others. There are other disaster. Termin- movies. Terminator was one of mine. I don't. I wouldn't say that's an end of the world movie. I would say it is. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's just a, a you know, a, a cyborg coming back from the future. Well, the world was destroyed because of the nuclear bombs that Skynet launched. Well, I wouldn't say it's the end of the world movie. I would say like it. He's trying to come back in like one of the first movies. Kind of come back because the guy who saved the world pretty much. Zombie movies too are also some of my favorite end of the world type mm. movies. I don't know. I don't know if zombie movies are like the end of the world movie. I think so. Are you sure? Yeah. I mean, it would be like, just like, like I'm thinking more of like, like the disastrous part of it. Like well, where, there are other types of ways that the world ends. Like, outside um, of just natural what disasters. Was that? What was that one movie? Uh, remember they were trying to find a cure and then the only cure was to like uh, infect themselves with, uh, with a different disease. And then all of these other zombies couldn't smell them out. World War Z. World War Z. World War Z. World War Z. Yeah, that was one of the movies that um, I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there was a couple of... I, I, I think the difficulty of movies that are adapted from books tend to have a lot of criticism because, you know, like... There's just oh, I didn't even so read much, the book. There's just so much more story within the books, and then you try to oh, I didn't fit even, it into a two and a half hour film. I, I didn't even. Not I didn't even. Room. I didn't even read the book either. So, oh, really? Yeah, I just didn't like the movie because it seems so unreal that you know that somebody that a that a whole nation would build a wall around their entire city way before they even knew about the. Well, well it's difficult to make zombies believable, Carl. So. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, I mean, like, you know, there are a lot of disaster movies and there is a lot of disaster type-esque prophecies from the Hopi mindset. And, you know, there that's all I know of as far as like So and Kwa telling me about the different prophecies. And we did like with J-Man, he, you know, he said that we have become infatuated with end of the world stuff. Mm-hmm. And I believe the reason why is because we want to cleanse ourselves. We want to have this purification, just the same way as like with Buamuya, like to have that pure purification month there. Like, you know, Puatota, everything. But what's the point of purifying when we're all dead? Well, then, you know, there's, <laughs> well, whoever survives can rebuild a, a new nation. Well, according to your belief set, nobody's going to be living, so... <laughs> Since you're trying to disbarge my Terminator and uh, <laughs> zombie movies I, as classification the of end of the world. Terminator is not an end of the world movie. I can I can attest to that, that it's not an end of the world movie. But it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it's not, it's it not an end of the world movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 while uh, Kwa tends to disagree with me, <laughs> and we, we move on to something that you've been wanting to talk about since we started the episode but i think that you know something that's pretty popular amongst hopi at least and and pretty popular when thinking about how people see native tribes and what it is that they believe in is that hopi we we have pretty extensive prophecies i guess yeah as far as you know leading up to the end of the world and i think the fact that because hopi 
and the prophecies that we have as far as what our ideas are of how the world may end or what those processes are before the world ends has been pretty documented fairly well that, you know, if you're a lover of literature, you know, go dig out your favorite Thomas E. Mail's books, who's the author that's responsible for books as uh, the Hopi uh, survival kit, I believe is what one of his books is called. And then he has another book called Hotvela, which also deals with this idea of what Hopi prophecies are and what to look out for as far as when the world comes to an end. But I think that the one media show that really likes to talk about Hopi prophecies a lot and has kind of been, you know, this type of program that I guess in a way they talk about Hopi so much that it almost becomes a joke. And, and that's uh, the History Channel TV show called uh, Ancient Aliens. Is that a show that you ever watch, Carl? Ancient Aliens? I never heard of that show before. I never <laughs> heard of that show before. Ancient what? Aliens? Yes. There's a show called Ancient Aliens. There, there's a show called Ancient Aliens. And where's this at? On the History Channel. I don't watch the History Channel. <laughs> I watch cartoons and anime and uh, end of the world movies. Oh, you know, another movie was at the end of the world movie. It's called uh, Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. Remember that movie with Steve Carell? We, we moved past that part of the format, Carl. And Kira Knightley. <laughs> <laughs> but because I guess, you know, per, per ancient aliens and, you know, for anybody out there that has watched it or, or if you're living under a rock like Carl and haven't heard of the show. But basically, you know, what the premise of that show is, is that they talk about a, a lot about kind of like ancient civilizations. And they talk about this premise that aliens were actually around hundreds of years ago to help a lot of these great civilizations that developed uh, pre, pre, I guess, what we think of as modern technology to help them develop because then you know you a lot of what they talk about is like great structures like that in uh, in the um, in the South American region in the Central American region or even in places like Egypt that some of those structures that it's belief that there was no possible way that the people back in those days could have built structures like that that when architects and archaeologists look at those structures that it's this idea that they had to have had highly advanced tools in order to build some of those structures and so you know this prevailing idea prevails that aliens were around back then and helped them to build these structures because the technology that was available back in those days weren't around and so a lot of what that show covers too also is that you know they try to really examine a lot of what the the uh, petroglyphs I guess or a lot of the ancient writings and try to decipher in there where in those writings were they talking about aliens and because Hopi has such a highly developed idea of prophecy a highly developed idea of how the world is going to end that Hopi is featured a lot in that show Ancient Aliens and that you know there's a funny meme out there where this guy he has wild hair and he's gesturing in a certain way and that memes used a lot to talk about a lot of things but you know he's, he's a guy too that's always mentioning Hopi as far as this whole ancient aliens thing is, is uh, going on but you know I guess in, in terms of what Hopi says about how the world's going to end and what our prophecies are is, is out there it's out there in the nation it's talked about a lot through TV 
it's talked about and through literature with some of these books. And so I don't know if you've ever heard of the Hopi Survival Kit book or if you've heard of the Hotvela book before. <laughs> I don't read the Hopi books. Those are just bogus written by a white man. I, I don't like those types of books because they don't tell the, uh, you know, the other side of the history. They just tell of a certain type of history. So I don't believe in those Hopi books. Like well, well how, how do you know you don't like them if you haven't read them before? Because I read the back cover of them, <laughs> the synopsis of it. Oh, did you know that Ancient Aliens, that, that TV show that you're talking uh-huh. about, that was built, uh, you know, it was made in 2009. I never knew that. I didn't know that was an actual TV show. Yeah, it's an actual TV show. And are, I think, are you, do you, do you, let me ask you this question. Okay. Do you believe that aliens are real? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I why, believe. Why, why do you think they're real? I believe that we're not real. <laughs> Okay. All I just, right. I just touched you. And <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Think about this. Okay. Think about the concept of reality. How how well do you know reality? Like you can see, you can touch, you can smell. Right. You, that's that's what reality is. Virtual reality is the same thing. Is that you can see, but you can't you can't really touch it, but you can kind of imagine what it would be like to be in that virtual reality. That's the same concept of like the aliens of our minds is that, yes, they are real, but then are we really real to them versus them to us? Mm-hmm. So if, if we think about the aliens being real as we can touch them or, you know, uh, smell them or taste them in a way, that becomes a reality, right? So if, we, if they become a virtual reality, then we're thinking that it must be real because we can see we can taste we can think about how they feel so that's just the same concept of like are aliens real and the same concept of are we really real it's like the matrix kind of thing like you go into the matrix and whatnot and you become this a different person and whatnot and, and you know, i guess that should have been the argument that i should have presented instead of just this uh-huh nah, uh-huh nah, argument that we just had about 10 minutes ago as far as what's considered end of the world i don't think that end of the world flicks entirely mean that all of civilization is completely erased or destroyed but basically i think what the idea is is that society as we know it is pretty much destroyed but yet we still continue on and we still live in Terminator, for example. Yeah. Or The Matrix, like you just mentioned, because that was actually a movie that I wanted to bring up as far as end of the world scenarios as as something like that. And you like, know, like alien verse. Like, yeah. Like you're saying the Matrix, what the Matrix is, is this highly developed software or yeah. hardware is that, is that what it is software yeah. software and it makes us believe that we're doing things so in, in fact it's making us believe that we're actually living when we're not when we're actually just human batteries for for, for another alien race for yeah ali- for actually for machines yeah for machines and, and so I, I think really kind of that that's what the basis of that is but I guess you know kind of talking about what you've been wanting to talk about this whole time about actual Hopi prophecies because you know I guess as as kids we've heard stories before yeah and you've shared some of what those stories are about what So'o and Kwa'a have taught you about the end of the world and it's a scary thing to think about and you know I, I think that you know kind of some of the examples that you shared as far as Hopi prophecies because I my dad would talk to me a lot when I was younger yeah and he would tell me that it's crazy he would say it in Hopi he would say it's crazy to think that Hopis 
knew what the world was going to be like hundreds of years ago before society um, actually got to that. And he would say that I know that this is true because when I look out at the world now, that we live in a certain way that the old people back when I was a boy told me that we were going to live long before some of these certain concepts actually were made into a reality. You know, um, when Kwa was growing up and his his tahas would tell him about like, you know, the Hopi life and how, how to live like a Hopi and his father raised him uh, to be a real Hopi, you know, and they would have talks. They would have a lot of these different uh, like man to man kind of talks and how like a, a, a Hopi man should present himself for the village and what he needs to do for his family if he ever's going to have a family or if he's ever going to have, um, you know, his legacy pretty much to, like, you know, run on and whatnot. And so one of the concepts, one of the things that really stuck with him is that when you raise your family, that is your world. That is that is who you are. That is what you what your main goal and your main purpose on this earth is to protect your family, to make sure that nothing ever happens to your family. And that becomes your world. But we can't just sit we can't just have that rose-colored glasses and say that yeah, nothing's ever going to happen to our families because, you know, disaster strikes anytime. And that's what it means to have like the world ending or your world kind of ending in that way. Not necessarily like, you know, the the larger world, the larger world, but like your, your own, own world, your own world. And that's what he mainly thinks about like this whole time that he's still alive, that, you know, he's 86 years old like, in that whole time frame, you know, all of the thoughts, all of this worrying, all of these pressures are still on him to think that he still needs to, he still is that protector of his family. And even if, you know, even when he is on his deathbed, you know, he's probably going to be wondering like, I'm, am I still a great protector to my family? Because if, you know, that's my world there. And that's, I think that's like the whole concept, not just Hopi, but like the concept of everybody that has a family. Mm hmm. Well, that's, that's a pretty pretty good mindset and a way to think about it because, you know, that, that is true. And, you know, that is something that I, I do believe in, that a man's primary primary concern is their own family. Yeah. And, you know, in, in this day and age, and just, I guess, to, to add on a little bit about what you're talking about, that in this day and age that we want to do all kinds of other things. Yeah. We want to have careers. We want to start organizations. We want to get famous. Oh, yeah. We yeah. want to get credit for building empires. But really, what our own job should be is just who's within our own household, making sure that your kids are fit, making sure that your wife has what she needs. But now that doesn't seem fulfilling enough for us it's not sexy enough for us <laughs> just to be a family man that we want all of these other accolades that we want a more grandiose life we want to make a lot of money we want to earn all kinds of respect and kudos and likes and etc that it's taken us away from the simple concept of being a family man and i think that in regards to 
this idea of what Hopi prophecies are and how they develop that a lot of them on the basis of it, it's all consistent in deviating from what our Hopi life is supposed to be. And we've talked about it a whole lot in previous episodes about as far as what Hopi life is supposed to be, that it's supposed to be a simple life, that it's supposed to be a life to where we depend ourselves on the land and being farmers and putting our faith in the land that it's going to produce for us and live simply by that way. But then when you think about on the spiritual side, that we're always supposed to acknowledge the creator. Oh, yeah. We're always oh, supposed yeah. to acknowledge the other deities within our universes, pay our respects to them. And I guess in, in the way that I think about it, the reason why we do that is because that we acknowledge that we weren't cre- we didn't create ourselves. Yeah. That yeah. we give power we we acknowledge that the power in this universe comes to us in the form of rain clouds that it comes to us in the form of uh, that it comes to us in the form of these other things that are out there in this world and the fact that as Hopis why we think that the world is ending now is because we no longer depend on the land for our families anymore that our our uh, all of our energies and all of our concentration go into our jobs now. The mindset and that we changed. depend yeah. on Wells Fargo Bank to provide <laughs> our family with meals now. And now that a lot of our people have either lost faith in our spiritual ways or maybe didn't learn about our spiritual ways to begin with, now we don't acknowledge the Creator. Now we don't acknowledge that real power comes in the form of O'omaute or uh, ideas like that, but rather we put our faith into science. And that was something, you know, that I kind of had an idea about when thinking about, you know, what it was that we were going to talk about as far as prophecy goes. And, you know, I think that this idea that Hopis, we put more faith into science now, or even just, you know, a lot of people in general, is because I think that the fact that, like I said before, that we've lost a lot of uh, knowledge when it comes to our spirituality, when we've lost a lot of knowledge about the ceremonies and how they help us. But yet, you know, we go through this educational process, K through 12, and we learn a whole lot about science. We learn a whole lot about the science world. And when it comes down to it, that we do oftentimes choose science over our own spirituality because when you think about when you get real sick, right? Yeah. Or when somebody that you love, like maybe So'o or Kwa'a, an elderly person gets real sick, you don't take them to a dhika anymore. You take them to the hospital where yeah. they can be treated with science. And so, you know, that's kind of... And now I guess I'm not really saying that that's wrong, but in, its exam, in an example of how we've moved away from our ideas of what Hopi is supposed to be. And so when talking about actual Hopi prophecies or talking about ideas of what's going to happen when we start moving towards the end of the world, I mean, all you have to do is go on YouTube, type in Hopi prophecies, and a lot <laughs> of the lot. videos will pop up. But then they talk about 
things like you said before about Kuokin So Uti. Yeah. They talk about how this idea of back when before it happened that there's going to be this large cobweb that's covering the land and that people are going to use this cobweb to communicate with each other. Talking about landlines, phone landlines. Or, you know, there's a couple of other prophecies that you would hear via YouTube or whether that's via in the villages talking about um, big birds flying in the sky in reference to airplanes or talking about highways in the sky, referencing airplanes again and what their trajectories, I guess, is how they develop to make sure that airplanes don't crash into each other. So saying that there are highways in the sky because of how airplane travels and so many other different prophecies. You know that um, that cartoon show, The Jetsons, right? Mm-hmm. George Jetson, he was actually born uh, last year. So really? He, yeah. <laughs> so so he was actually born last year in that, because uh, I think it was like his birthday, it's like 2021 or something like that. And so they had like this huge birthday bash for George Jetson that that cartoon was made back in the 19 what the 1970s i believe i think it was made in 1970s and so and so like you know uh, i'm i'm you know they were telling saying like you know poor george jetson is not going to ride around in his uh in his um you know flying uh car or whatnot we we still we still walk and we still uh, you know we're still living like a the caveman in 2021 and even to that concept, there's like, you know, we don't have robots for slaves or we don't have robots that will clean for our houses. We have the Roomba, uh-huh. you know, and, and that was the thing that's like, you know, a lot of the things that that were prophesized back then, back in the 50s, like even in like uh, behind the schools, they did think about like, you know, like robots will take over the technology. World. Yeah, the technology part of it. And when you look at it today, we're so far behind yet. We're not even we got to the moon but we're, we're still not going back to the moon for some reason. Well, you know, Marty McFly doesn't have his hovering skateboard. So in, I, I think that when he went into the future, it was like <laughs> 19 or 2005 or something yeah, like that. Yeah. 2010, something, something that was very recent. And, you know, yet we still have, we still, have, we still don't have hovering skateboards. <laughs> but I guess, you know, as far as talking about Hopi and, and what the prophecies are, is that, you know, when you learn about Hopi prophecies and when you hear them, from elders within our villages that a lot of them do tie to our origin histories and it's interesting to hear that you know like even way back then when humankind I guess was first created that they were already developing this idea of prophecy yeah that they were already developing this idea of the world ending back when it first started because then you know you're talking about technology and one of the things that i've heard before as it pertains to technology is that i've heard that you know hopis i've heard old hopis say before that this technology that we have today existed one point in time but the reason why this technology isn't here anymore or why nobody knows about it and most hopis know the story is because that world was destroyed that world was destroyed and it had to start again. Back to this concept that you've been presenting about purifying, cleansing the wickedness. Because then, you know, that's kind of this idea that technology is also what's helping to make us wicked or helping to make us be lazy. 
Because then when you think about those old Hopi concepts, concepts of living off the land, that now we have technology, whether that's computers, whether that's automobiles, whether that's other types of tools that are making life easier for us, making our bodies softer, making our bodies more susceptible to disease, diabetes, heart disease, high cholesterol, etc., And so I guess really to understand what the concept or the ideas behind Hopi prophecies are, are really do is really learning about what Hopis, what their thoughts of, of what a life was that we were supposed to live. Because then now we've diverted from it so much and what's happening to our people, right? Like a lot of us are dying from diabetes, from high cholesterol, from things like that. So in Gua's idea of his little world ending, that a lot of other little worlds ended because of things like that, because things of diseases and such. And I guess, you know, when you talk, when you hear about Hopi prophecies, that you do hear a lot about corruption, about the world being corrupt. And do you think that Hopi's corrupt? Before we move on, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break for our paid sponsors. Nurturing Indigenous Intelligence is a grassroots organization based on the Hopi Reservation. They work to alleviate the hardships in the community through acts of giving, from distributing school supplies, volunteering at various places, and working to expand their services. Follow them on Instagram at NurturingI Squared and on Facebook at NI Squared Team to find out more. Terraform Development is a Navajo and Hopi-owned engineering, architectural, and project management firm located in northern Arizona. The company has full-time staff and comprises of Navajo and Hopi employees. Terraform services include civil engineering, residential design, drone mapping, and project management on projects for your need. Terraform is a Priority One Navajo Certified Business and Hopi Business License Certified. Contact Terraform Development at T-E-R-R-A the number 4orm.com and follow them on Instagram at Terraform Development. You, you know what this music reminds me of? What? It reminds me of the Titanic when the ship's about to sink and everybody's going crazy knowing that they're going to die. But then you have these, uh, uh, I don't know what you call them, banquet band <laughs> players. And they said, you know what? Well, well, you, you, know, you mean the orchestra? The orchestra. <laughs> Before we die, let's, you know, let, let's make it pleasurable for people to, you know, hear, hear the calming music. And so as we're talking about the end of the world, <laughs> Be- before you got we- this orchestra playing so that, you know, it, it sets, it sets a little bit more sets pleasant a, mood. Sets a nicer mood. And, and, and so that way, you know, as we're approaching when, when the world I, ends, that we're not going to be so scared. When, uh, during the break, I looked up, uh, end of the world movies. And the Terminator is not on the list of end of the world movies. It doesn't even list it on here as end of the world movies. There's a bunch of mechanical like um, like Cloverfield and Deep Impact and um, like oh Independence Day. You know, that's the end of the world movie. But there's nowhere where it states that the Terminator is the end of the world movie. So you were wrong on that one. We're not talking about that anymore, Qua. <laughs> 
but we had we had time on the break, so I went. You know, I, I looked at, looked it up on the break. You are like a real like you talk about one thing. Okay, I think we've moved on, and let's talk about other things. And then Qua goes back to the same point. Like, well, we're not talking about that anymore. We're talking about this thing. And then I'm, I was if, just trying to strain your point out if you've, before. If you've, if you've ever entered, if you've ever heard of a, a recent uh, Hopi tribal council meeting recently, they're all quas. And so, you know what I mean? Like you'll, you'll be doing the beginning of the agenda and it's like roll call, but then somebody's interrupting. I'd like to talk about the, uh, the schools and how they're going to come together. And it's like, we're, we're not at that part in the agenda yet. We're, we're still doing the, the, the uh, roll call. Oh man. I, I don't, I don't even listen to the, the council meetings. I don't even know what they do. So. But anyway, yeah, you know, like be back to the end of the world concept of how we think that end of the world is going to happen. So what do you think? How, what do you think about the end of the world? How do you think it's going to all end? I think that, I think that we're all probably going to dry up and die. Dry, <laughs> You know, because, because it's uh, been so hot lately. Because uh, there's something that's been occurring called a drought. And I don't know if you're aware, Carl, but a drought, what that means is that it prevents moisture from coming. And so, you know, there's no <laughs> rains and, and no snows. And uh, I'm not too sure uh, if you're aware of how our anatomy works or our biology, but we need uh, water to drink and in is order that, to, to live. I buy my water. And uh, despite, you know, the way that we live in this day and age where you just twist the uh, a knob and then water starts pouring out I, I that that water does come from somewhere I don't know and where that water comes from it's dependent upon rainfall in order to uh, fill back up again and, and and so you know you can see how this concept of uh, everybody drying out despite it being winter time could could happen so that, that's what I think is going to happen I don't know how the water works but you know I turn my nozzle and uh, clean fresh water comes out I'm grateful for that you know I don't go out much, so, you know, it's, uh, I don't think I'm going to dry up soon. <laughs> I don't know about you. <laughs> no, I, but I believe, I believe that we're all going to burn up. Like what you said, not dry up, but burn up pretty much. You know, we're, we're all going to have this huge party and it's going to end in disaster where we're all going to die the fiery, uh, death like the scene from Terminator. Remember where she, where she um, burns up. Remember that little scene where the bomb drops and then that the whole thing that she gets burned up. Remember that scene where the atom drop or the atom bomb drops? I'm not talking about Terminator anymore with you. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a scene that, that happened and she was just dreaming. And so I, I believe that we are going to either, either die from, you know, like, uh, like heat exhaustion. I'm pretty, cause like last year, how would you die of heat exhaustion if you're not coming out of your house? Uh, the air conditioner stopped working, and <laughs> I had to go find uh, another one, and I couldn't make it to Home Depot because uh, everybody's air conditioner was out too. So they started buying everything like that, and the disaster part, and I, I just had to sit at home and die of heat ex heat exhaustion. That's a real scenario. <laughs> Isn't that a real scenario? Yeah, that that could be a real scenario. <laughs> but you know, I 
the, I guess, I guess what we're really trying to say is that yes, prophecies that do come true, you know, there, there are prophecies that have come true before, you know, they're like, like the, the cobwebs or like the airplanes or like, you know, there was one where Soa said that babies will be born with clothes on, you know, that was one of the things that her grandmother said to her. And sure enough, like, you know, babies already have clothes that are made to their size. And that, I guess that's what they were talking about. It's like shoes were already made for young, young babies, you know, because in the Hopi tradition, you know, shoes weren't made until you're a certain, a certain age. And then you would get your, your pair of shoes. And so that was, that was the thing that, you know, shoes and clothes were already, you know, you're born with that on. So, but like the end of the world concept is that, yes, we are coming to an end. Everything has to come to an end. And yes, you know, the, our, our swan song is coming to an end, but not till, I don't know if it's going to be our generation, you know, our kids generation or their kids generation or so on and so forth. And to be honest, it's like nobody can predict the end of the world. Nobody can predict what uh, the end of the world is going to be like. You know, even though there is science that is backing up like the, um, what is it, the uh, global warming there's science that is backing that up, but we still don't know if it's going to end that way. And but for Hopis, we do have that that mindset, and just like what Jayman was saying, is that we do have that that mindset of that cultural end of the world. And yes, our world has ended in different villages, like you know, because we aren't practicing our traditions in what we're supposed to be doing, and that is part of the end of the world prophecies. And when you hear a lot of that, that kind of comes up in in conversation is that yeah that like all of our traditions are going to be the last to die out and then after that then we're going to not be existed here on the face of the earth we're not going to be named Hopi anymore we're going to be just be you know brown skinned white people so that I guess that's what end of the world concept is kind of really like pissed me off with his insistence of driving so I'm just sitting here obviously <laughs> just letting him drive until he poops himself out <laughs> till he gets tired and says okay son let, let's go home and, and then you know also praying that you know we don't hit any other cars <laughs> on the lanes and, and things like that so you know I, I guess you know sometimes when Kwa is so stubborn you just have to let him drive and you know then then he'll be happy so because I, I'm doing uh, doing what you're not you're not doing so <laughs> but I guess you know before we go because I know that we're short on time but um, and you know I think people when they listen to this you know they probably think that we're going to do a, a deep dive into what some of the prophecies have been and we've talked about it to a degree a little bit but you know I think that you know as far as a, a big underlying message of this idea of the world ending is this idea of corruption right that that society becomes corrupt and I guess really to believe that that the world's going to end because society is corrupt. Usually it has to do with the religion because then you're believing that there's these bigger powers that are going to come and, and destroy us because of how we've lived. Because I remember, you know, there's this concept of uh, that's out there that people talk <laughs> about. And uh, basically what that means is uh, a life of a life in chaos, that things are unaligned, that things aren't, how we think that they should be. 
And I remember sitting down at my soul's house one time. This was a long time ago, but then, you know, she was talking about that, about Qoyanis Qatsi. And she was talking about, you know, how it's Qoyanis Qatsi when you have brothers that don't talk to each other anymore. And she said, that's happening right now, isn't it? And then she made other comments about things that are occurring as far as how it is that we interact with each other. So basically, you know, what she was telling me was that we're living in Qoyaniskati now. And it's funny because there's a documentary out there called Qoyaniskati. And when you see it, you think that, oh, this is something about Hopi because it has a Hopi name, Qoyaniskati. And then when you pop it in, it's, it's a movie about uh, global warming. <laughs> and so, you know, it doesn't really have any Hopi concepts outside of the title called Qoyaniskati. But a lot of people do believe that we are on this path towards self-destruction and I think a lot of that has to do with this idea that we're living in a corrupt world now because then when you look at it at the I guess the macro level when you look at it at the larger scale that we are hurting our earth as a result of greed that you have large companies that are doing a lot of bad things to our earth so that they could continue to be rich and then when you look at Hopi at the micro level and looking at us how we are now how we interact with each other now how we do things like fight over leadership positions or how we disregard those things that we should have full respect for or how we interact with one another or how we starting to move away from our Hopi beliefs and starting to fully assimilate ourselves into the Western society. I think that it's a lot of these ideas as to why the world is going to end, I guess, at some point in time. And, you know, I, I really pray that, that it doesn't end within my lifetime. Oh, I'm hoping it, it ends in our lifetime. <laughs> I'm ready to end this world right now. So Just because you're depressed and have nothing to live for doesn't mean that the rest I, of I us already, don't have I already, high hopes. I already got what are, I needed are, are in life. I'm hoping to see grandkids and, you know, things like that. I, I already got what I needed in life. I got my com my cameras and I'm taking that to the next world. So, <laughs> But, you know, I, I I guess really it, it's it's thinking about that thinking about you know how it is that we can live better as humans living better as neighbors to one another doing what we can and really you know i really did like what you shared with about Kwa's idea about his world just being his family and yeah and that's yeah. it because really when we talk about this idea of being humble humble hopis that really that apart what his thought was that's what kind of that means to a degree is that just being content with what it is that you need to to, to live survive on yeah exactly mm -hmm. and you know um remember that movie the bird box i'm not talking about movies with you anymore <laughs> remember that movie the bird box with sandra bullock and stuff like that where you couldn't see what the 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 whole thing was ending you in that way i think that's what what life is about it's about not knowing and not what what seeing is is what you're going to to live for no i take that back you know what's a good end of the world movie what it's a brand new movie it's just it just came out within like the last few months it's called a uh, don't look up it's on netflix oh i think i've heard it, of that. it yeah. features uh my boy leo yeah, DiCaprio, yeah, yeah i've heard about that and my girl uh what is her name she's uh, uh katniss everdeen oh yeah 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 exactly 
I've heard about that yeah. movie. I want to watch that movie. That, so. that, that, that's a good movie. That's a good movie. But, you know, yeah, time is running out. And of course, there are a lot more things to do. So if the world were to end tomorrow, what would you do today? I'd probably spend all my money. Go to Vegas and uh, do all the bad things that I didn't get to do that I've always wanted to You wouldn't follow Kwa's uh, advice and go home and be with your family? I, 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 I saw them. Yes, I've done that before, but I've never gone to Vegas and, and just blow everything. Done cool things. I'd, I'd, I'd do the Hangover movie. That's what I would do. No, no. Do the, um, what was that? The, the, the end of the world movie with uh, Steve Carell. Remember seeking the, seeking a friend for the end of the world. Remember that movie? Have you watched that movie? I, I don't think I've seen that movie. It's like the asteroid is going to hit the world. So they just do a bunch of bad stuff. So they start killing and raping oh, sh- and then they just do that and nobody cares. You know what? End of the world movie that I really like. What? I, I think it is. I think it's called, this is the end. Is, is that the one with Seth Rogen? Yeah. Yeah. And they, all the, they portray themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. it's just like a bunch of actors trying to survive the end of the world. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, Channing Tatum, he becomes a, a sex slave to people who are still living and have control. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, um, that, yeah, that's a pretty funny movie. And in the end of the movie, Backstreet Boys come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. That was, it was, uh, Satan rapes, uh, who was it? Um, what was, what was his name? Not, um, not, not, uh, what was his name again? Uh, from super bad. I think that's what, that's what him, he gets raped by, uh, that big old demon or something like that. I don't remember that part. You don't remember that no. part? Yeah. It was like, it was a crazy part, but I, I think we have that movie, but anyway, thank you again for sticking with us at this end of the world episode. I know it's, it's a disaster. I apologize for Quas driving. It was a disaster. I tried to keep the keys. And that was the whole, that was pretty much the kind of the concept because yeah, boy, I've been driving ever since you were sucking on your mama's pee. Give me the keys. (laughs) And I said, okay, Qua, go ahead and drive. Well, we'll we'll, we'll see how it turns out. To be honest, he's actually older than me. So I don't know. I am not older than you. Well, anyway, thank you for listening to Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. You are such a liar. (laughs) And if you guys want to donate something, go to anchor.fm slash cjpodcast85 to become our monthly donor or go to buymeacoffee.com slash cjpodcast. It is fixed now. I know that there were some people that were wanting to donate coffee, but they couldn't get on the website. So now it's fixed. And if you still want to just become our monthly star, like our sponsor for our season, email us at cjpodcast85 at gmail.com. And as we park, our bumper is halfway off. There's a bird half dying in the grill and Qua looks at me and he says, see, that wasn't so bad. I don't know what you were worrying about. And it's like, oh my God, I cannot with this old man anymore. So uh, if you're not following us on our social media accounts, you can find us at Carl and J-Man, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, don't forget to hit the subscribe and the like button. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcast, please give us a five-star review, although I know we didn't earn it today, but uh, that's about it. <laughs> All right. Just to be honest that he is a little bit older than me. All right. Well, thank you again for listening to Carl you and J-Man. Of- <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. My name is Carl, and this is my best friend, J-Man. Carl is older. Carl is older.